another episode of chew the bible it's your good friend a.a brian and uh man we're going to be reading numbers chapter two talking about the organi organization of the camps organization of the camps for the children of israel and uh, i call this camp judah you'll see here why in a little bit when I read the notes at the end, the Tony Evans notes. Let's say a quick prayer. Uh, here we go. Psalm 20, this is a prayer of deliverance. I'm gonna read the whole thing because it's only nine verses. May the Lord, this is a Psalm of David. May the Lord answer you in a day of trouble. Yes, Lord. It's definitely a day of trouble. I got too many things going on to name, but you know him, God. May the name of Jacob's God protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and sustain you from Zion. May he remember all your offerings and accept your burnt offering. Selah. May he give you what your heart desires and fulfill your whole purpose. Yes, Lord. I repeat that again. May you give what our hearts desires, Lord, and fulfill our entire purpose. Every single part of our purpose, Lord, even the parts that may have been stolen or seem like they've been stolen or seem like they're not going to be fulfilled. In the name of Jesus, we declare that every single part of our purpose will be fulfilled. Let us shout for joy at your victory and lift the banner in the name of our God. Wow, I was talking about banners. Remember that word, banner. It's going to come up here in a little bit. Remember, Jehovah Nisi means you are our banner. Thank you, Lord. The Lord is my banner. May the Sorry, y'all. It froze for a minute. Connection. Acting goofy. May the Lord fulfill all of our requests, every single one of our requests, Lord. In these journals I got, got journals on journals on journals on journals underneath the bed. Got one right here full of all kinds of prayers and requests. I got goals written back here. I'm sure my people listening got goals and requests. I pray that you would 
fulfill every single one of those requests, Lord, that not one of those prayer requests will return void, God. Whether it happens here on earth, uh, we know it's going to happen in eternity because this life is just a blip uh, in, this, in the grand scheme of things. Now I know that the Lord gives victory to his anointed. You will answer us from your holy heaven with mighty victories from your right hand, your righteous right hand. Some take pride in chariots and others in horses, but we take pride in the name of the Lord our God. Yes, some take pride in Corvettes. Others take pride in uh, Ford Mustangs or, I don't know, F-150s <laughs> with lots of horsepower. But we take pride in the name of the Lord our God. They all collapse and fall, but we rise and stand firm. Lord, give victory to the king. May he answer us on the day that we call. Yes, Jesus, we thank you for this word. Thank you for this Psalm 20. So many good statements in here by David. He clearly had a relationship with you. He had a history with you, Lord. I pray that we will be reminded of our histories with you, God. Time and time and again, where you showed up in the darkest of hours, Lord. Right now, Lord, I'm looking at my life and I got some old notes written in here. Yeah, house. I got, yeah, house, seeing the kids, steady sources of income. Uh, then my new house that I get be a house of prayer, a future wife. Uh, yeah, be done in my life. Yeah, you bet your perfect will be done in my life. I got a little prayer written here, Lord. All those prayer requests that people have, God. I just pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you would uh, answer them, Lord. We ask you to answer them and uh, help us to be patient, patient while we wait to see the fulfillment of those prayers, God. And um, those things that we've been hoping for for years, God, some people have been praying for some things for one, two, three months. Some of us have been praying for stuff for one, two, three years. Some things, some things we've been praying for for 10 years. I pray, Lord, come quickly, Lord, answer our prayers, Lord. And uh, as we go into Numbers 2, chapter 2, pray that there'll just be clarity on that, that we would get something uh, new that would just transform the way we think about you God, and how we think about uh, our purpose, our calling, and our destiny. It would just give us a nugget, some nuggets of truth, Lord, that we can apply to our everyday life. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. All right. I just wanted to say real quick before I hop into numbers two, I looked up 10 shekels and did a little bit more research. There's probably some more research I could do on this, but uh, what I found, one of the things I found was that 10 shekels was like the average amount of money that people made back then for an entire year. Uh, which doesn't seem like a lot, but so I just, one of the suggestions that somebody made when I was looking at this Quora forum about it, he was just like, so if the average amount of income that somebody makes today, you know, that should factor in. People's incomes usually, like the reason why the average income is around 30, is, is in America, North America, it's around $30,000 a year for the average American makes about $30,000 a year. Um, now there's disparities when it comes between races and all that. But we won't get into that. For just the average North American, thirty thousand dollars is like the median income, average income. Um. Now, 
so if the was it age 25 and older age, yeah whatever the age was that the price for that offering that had to be made or was a suggested offering um you would take for 50 shekels that's that'd be five years salary five years salary i'm talking about what we were reading in leviticus 27 uh for the for the building fund like everybody yeah. anyone who was 26 years or older your assessment is 50 silver shekels now this wasn't like a mandated offering for the funding of the sanctuary it was just a suggested one that remember i was talking about how usually in my old church whenever there was like a um capital campaign for the church or like what they call it um what do they call it they had a phrase for it when they were just doing an offering to raise up to yeah for the building building of a new church or the building adding on to the, the church anyway a lot of people have stories of blessings um as a result of it and um pledge yeah pledges yes people used to make pledges pledge drives that they would do at the church people would say i give this much for this entire year for six months i'm gonna give this amount toward the building and they have these great testimonies after they did that so um it says yeah for the assessment concerns a male from 26 20 to 60 years old i read that wrong originally i read that as like 26 but yeah from 20 to 60 years old your assessment is 50 shekels so that would have been about uh yeah five years as far as i know that's about five years wages and if you didn't have that much, if you didn't have that much, of course it was a, uh, but if one is too poor to pay the assessment, he is to present the person before the priest and the priest will set a value for him. So God always made an alternative provision to give what you had. So, um, it yeah, was the other thing that stood out. Uh, if the person is from one month to five years old, your assessment for a male is five silver shekels so that would be about half a year of wages so remember what i was talking about um hannah she dedicated her she just gave her son serve as service to the priest till he was like 18 or whatever so anyway yeah for average salary is thirty thousand. You're talking today's money. That was the original question I had. Today's money, that would be about $150,000. Or yeah, five years wages. 50 shekels. Or in the case of Hannah's son, her dedicating her son um, to the temple service, uh, son Samuel, that would have been, what, 75000 or two and a half years of service crazy crazy that's going to come into play when we read first samuel 1 11 i'm sure it's going to come into play in some other spots too anyway here we go that was just really interesting to me uh or
organization of the camps. The Lord, uh, chapter 2 of Numbers. The Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron. The Israelites are to camp under their respective banners beside the flags of their ancestral families. Isn't that funny that we just read when I flipped to Psalm 20? and mentioned banner. The Lord is our banner. All right, let's keep going. Uh, they are to camp around the tent of meeting at a distance from it. Judah's military divisions will camp on the east side toward the sunrise under their banner. The leader of the descendants of Judah is Nashon, son of Amenadab. His military division numbers 74,600. The tribe of Issachar will camp next to it. The leader of the Issacharites is Nathaniel, son of Zuar. His military division numbers 54,400. The tribe of Zebulun will be next. The leader of the Zebu Zebulonites is Eliab, son of Helon. His military division numbers 57,400. The total number in their military divisions who belong to Judah's encampment is 186,400. They will move out first. Hold that thought. That's probably the most important one you need to remember. That's why I call this Camp Judah. Reuben's military divisions will camp on the south side under their banner. The leader of the Reubenites is Eliezer, son of Shadur. Remember, they're all they're laid out in the shape of a cross. Now, the only question I have when he says cross in the Tony Evans notes, he said like the way the camps are situated is like a cross. But did he mean, I'm assuming he meant like a cross, like the cross that we have in our Bibles, you know, like a T, not the X cross. So that's what I'm assuming. All right. Uh, where was I? Reuben's military divisions will camp on the south side under their banner. The leader of the Reubenites is Eliezer, or Eliezer, son of Shadur. His military division numbers 46,500. The tribe of Simeon will camp next to it. The leader of the Simeonites is Shemuel, Shelemuel, son of Zerishadai. His military division numbers 59,300. The tribe of Gad will be next. The leader of the Gadites is Eliasaph, son of Deol. His military division number is 45,650. The total number in their military divisions who belong to Reuben's encampment is 151,450. They will move out second. So, yeah, it looks like... It's interesting that Judah is at the front and they have the smallest army. Zebulon has the biggest army. Hmm. South side. South side. All right. The tent of meeting is to move out with the Levi's camp, which is in the middle of the camps. They are to move out just as they camp, each in his place with their banners. All right. Verse 18. Ephraim's military divisions will camp on the west side under their banner. The leader of the Ephraimites is Elishama, son of Amihud. His military division numbers 40,500. The tribe of Manasseh will be next to it. The leader of the Manassites is Gamaliel, son of Pedazur. His military division numbers 32,200. The tribe of Benjamin will be next. The leader of the Benjamites is Abidin, son of Gideonai. His military division numbers 35,400. 
The total in their military division to belong to FRE's encampment number 108,100. They will move out third. Dan's military divisions will camp on the north side under their, their banner. The leader of the Danites is Heiser, son of Amishadai. His military division number is 62,700. The tribe of Asher will camp next to it. The leader of the Asherites is Pegil, son of Akron. His military division numbers 41,500. The tribe of Naphtali or Naphtali will be next. The leader of the Naphtalites in Ahira, son of is Ahira, son of Enon. His military division number is 53,400. The total number who belongs to Dan's encampment is 157,600. They are to move out last with their banners. All right, these are the Israelites registered by their ancestral families. The total number in the camps by their military divisions is 603,550. But the Levites were not registered among the Israelites, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. You already said that already in Numbers 1, homie. I guess Moses felt the need to repeat himself. All right, the Israelites did everything the Lord commanded Moses. They camped by their banners in this way and moved out the same way, each man by his clan and by his ancestral family. I forgot to put this laundry and the, uh, these clothes in the washer. I'm going to try to start washing clothes more often. Like when it gets to my basket, it gets like a half to three quarters. I think that's the trick. The less load there is, I'll just do small loads. And then it won't feel so overwhelming when I have to put the clothes away. Because if the load is like big, I'm like, I did not want to put these clothes away. What if it's small? I'm like, oh, we can knock this out real quick. Anyway, I just had to say that. All right. Let's go to, uh, what did it say? The east was the direction in which the tabernacle faced. Remember that direction east? We've said that quite a few times. Interesting, because once again, east normally represented like sin, the direction of sin. Um, anyway, I'm not going to rehash that. You can go back and listen to some of the old episodes. Like, look at. Or Google like what directions mean in the Bible. Significance of directions, east versus west. It says, this meant that the tribe of Judah led, led the way when the nation traveled. It was appropriate. It was the appropriate position for the tribe from which kings, including David and Jesus Christ, would come. There you go. Remember Judah? David comes from the line of Judah. And then Jesus Christ comes from the line of David. Hell, hell, line of Judah. I think it's, yeah, Joseph. Joseph's father came from David's line, which came from uh, Judah. And Mary came from the Benjamites. Yeah, I think that's how that worked. All right, the tribes were to move out just as they camped, each in his place with their banners. Their migration must have been an awesome sight. Yeah, it must have been an awesome sight. All those banners. And if you didn't get anything from this entire chapter, Numbers 2, just remember that, once again, Judah's tribe led the way. They were at the front and they faced the east. I need to look up what the significance is of them facing east. Significance. I need to read some more about significance. 
of East Direction and Bible and why did Judah's tribe face East and lead the way they led the way like when they would do these processions and march forward or toward the promised land Judas one tribe led the way so never forget that when you think of numbers two, think of the tribe of Judah and they led the way facing east and um, yeah and that Jesus David King David and then eventually Jesus King Jesus came from those from those tribes they originated from those tribes so really cool cool stuff all right dear heavenly father thank you for this word thank you lord for that you continue to order our steps lead us guide us pray for those that don't know you that pray put their trust and their hope in you they'll ask your son jesus into their heart uh to be their lord and savior lord that they would turn from their uh ways that are not like you and they would uh just put all their faith trust and hope in you in jesus mighty name i pray amen all right y'all i'm gonna knock out one more episode numbers three oh boy it's 40 51 verses my energy level is a little bit smaller today i actually did a little bit more i got back to i had taken a break from driving you know, i just got back on the grind today um only did about like five hours uh praise god i made some good money but i don't know still feel like my sleep is off and i'm like tired like i have this I'm battling chronic fatigue lately. So anyway, I know I'll get through it. God will give me the strength. Tomorrow just might be a coffee day, but I'm gonna try to go without it. But the moment I start feeling like it's like a sloth, I'm gonna go ahead and I don't like to do it, but I'm probably gonna get myself a QT cup of coffee. So I usually get that little frappuccino mixed like the caramel with the mocha. Good stuff. Not the non-fat caramel one because they got this one that's non-fat. Mm -mm. Has all that fake sugar and stuff. Nah, get the good stuff. I might even get a donut. Even though I don't need all that sugar. Anyway, I'll be back, y'all. I need to throw these clothes in the washer. Be right back.
for we should never be discouraged. Say it to the Lord in prayer. Can we find a friend so faithful who will all our sorrows share? Lord in prayer.